Welcome to Just With Wanda. Hey everyone, welcome to season four of Just Win with Wanda. This season is so special and I can't wait for you to meet our guests. Thanks for tuning in. Let's get into the conversation. Welcome to Just Win with Wanda, where we uncover real life stories behind people, women in the industries. This week, we have Ozina Zina Anumadu, founder of TSC Agency, a brand strategy and communications agency based in Lagos, Nigeria. And she's also the owner of Ozina.com, an e-commerce company focusing on Nigerian brands. Zina's diversified experiences infusing branding and fashion has solidified her as an industry trailblazer in the African fashion industry. So it's truly an honor to have her today. So welcome to the show, Zina. Thank you for having me, Wanda. How are you doing? I'm doing good. How are you? I'm okay. I'm good as well. Very good. Again, thanks so much for joining the show. It's an honor to have you and to kind of get to know you a little bit. Um, before we get into your businesses, would love to kind of dive deeper into your upbringing. So can you tell us a little bit about your particular upbringing, growing up in a Nigerian household, just all of your unique experiences and how they kind of helped you become who you are today. I was born in Atlanta, Georgia. I think shortly after I was born, I came back to Nigeria. And so I went to school in Nigeria. I have three brothers, grew up in a house, mom, dad, myself, two older brothers and a twin brother. And um, I went to school in Nigeria till I was about 15. Then I moved and I finished high school in North Carolina. It was a bit of a culture shock growing up in a traditional Nigerian home and then moving to high school in America. Now Africa and Nigeria is all cool and everything. But I remember <laughs> back then they'd ask awkward questions like, how did you get here? Or like, <laughs> um, when I say I'm going home, people are sad. Like, why are you going back to Africa? I'm like, what are you talking about? My whole <laughs> and all my friends are there, you know, so... When I finished high school in North Carolina, I moved to college in D.C., George Washington University. And when I was done, with, I studied economics. And when I was done in D.C., I moved to Paris for my master's. Um, I was in Paris for a year and a half. And then I moved back to Nigeria January 2014. And I've been back in Nigeria for the last eight years. You know, I thought most people grew up like me and then I guess the older I got the more I realized that you know growing up in a privileged Nigerian home being able to go to schools around the world um, I became very cultured well-traveled my parents are both entrepreneurs hard-working nine-to-fives and so me owning my own business is not something that's strange to me it's something I've seen or rather my own businesses, because I own multiple businesses. Yeah, I think that's a bit of me. Nice. That answer the question. Oh, definitely. You sound so well-traveled. Like you said, you're a global citizen. You have a little bit of that Southern flair, being in Atlanta, then North Carolina, then, you know, you were in D.C., so the DMV flavor, and then having your master's coming from Paris. Not a lot of people can say that, so that really yeah. is really awesome. So I can kind of relate um, a little bit. So I was born in Nigeria, and then I grew up in, in South Carolina. 
So right between Georgia and North Carolina, and I can remember those awkward questions yeah. that I would get, like, you know, do you guys live in huts? Um, why are you, because my mom would always bring, like, she would pack me ABC soup, and that was probably the but... <laughs> But I was like, I don't want hot dogs and hamburgers. It's like, I want what tastes good with flavor. So that was also a whole conversation. But now, like you said, it's super cool being African, super trendy. But for us, you know, that's who we are. Like That's who we are, yeah. Turn it on and off. Like, it is what it is. So um, talk to me a little bit about what you think about where we are in the world and how African culture is being infused into everything like what's your stance on that i feel two ways about it so i'm really glad it's happening like um i remember i saw a post yesterday kanye west did a post talking about how essence is the best song of all time or something like that i can't remember but it was just great to see that you know nigerians and africans as a whole are being respected and being seen on a global scale um the sad part about it is i just wish this happened a long time ago but, you know, it's a work in progress and I'm happy about it. For example, my website, I, I run an e-commerce fashion website. A lot of people who shop on our website are based in the U.S. and Canada and the U.K. When I was in high school in North Carolina, I, I think it would have been weird if people said they were shopping from a website all the way in Nigeria. You know what I'm saying? So um, I'm really glad that things are changing. I wish it happened sooner. And um, I, I, I feel like we're moving in, the pos in a positive and in the right direction. And um, it can only go up from here. Right. Uh, what did they say now? Nigeria to the world or Africa to the world. <laughs> um, but yeah, I agree. I think it's a, it's a unique time. And I just hope that it's genuine. That's always been my stance is um, it's not a trend for us. So hopefully it's not a trend for them. But um, yeah, thank you so much for sharing your input on that. And, you know, you're in a unique space being in the fashion industry. So I'm sure you have a lot of stories to tell about that. And, and we'll get into your businesses in, in a few. But I did want to ask a couple more questions about your upbringing. So I know you are a fashionista, an icon. People save your posts for inspiration. So when you were younger, were you always into fashion? And, and how did you kind of get into that world? Um, quite the opposite. So when I was younger, I said I have three brothers, right? So I was a bit of a tomboy. You know, when I moved to high school in North Carolina, I played varsity soccer. My mom used to cry all the time because her only daughter is such a little boy. Um, but my mom, on the other hand, is a celebrity in Nigeria. So... Growing up, you know, everyone knew who my mom was because she was just always dressed up from head to toe, designer stuff, and she was always in magazines, wearing stuff straight out the runway. And so when I was younger, I assumed everybody's mom was like mine, but then I went to boarding school and I realized like, huh, I guess my mom is kind of famous. And so I feel like the older I got and the more I came into my own, I kind of started not mimicking my mom, but exuding the same kind of confidence in the kind of things I would wear. So my mom wears very bright colors, very loud clothes, whatever she wants, whenever she wants, you know. And so I think that kind of started showing in my style. And then when I moved to Paris, my master's was in corporate communications, nothing to do with fashion. But if you live in a city like Paris, you can't really deny the fashion. It's something that just speaks to you everywhere and anywhere. 
So I think that also affected my style. And then when I moved back to Nigeria, everyone just knew me as Nkira Numudu's daughter. And oh, like mother, like daughter, she always dresses up and stuff like that. So I think my mom was a big influence. Most would say that our styles are very different, you know, but I think we're similar in the sense that we're very confident. We wear what we like. We wear what we like when we like. And it's a bit opposite in the sense, like my mom is known for wearing all the foreign brands. Well, I'm more so by Nigerian, wear Nigerian. So I wear a lot of local brands. Like, I mean, I'll throw in the foreign brands here and there, but I promote primarily the Nigerian made brands. If you had to describe your style with a couple of words, what would they be? Um, it's fun, it's colorful, and it's timeless. Okay. That's good. <laughs> um, so timeless. So take me back to when you were in the U.S. I think you were around in a very interesting time. I think like early 2000s sounds like. What was your style back then? Like how would you describe your style back then with three words? I don't. Honestly, back then I was just, I was always in stress <laughs> and I was going to practice, you know. So I, I can't really say. It was still fun. It was still colorful. <laughs> more tomboyish, I guess. Because I was always in sweats and hoodies. So it sounds like not a lot has changed in terms of the words, but there has been an evolution. Yeah, just a different direction. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So you've always been kind of true to yourself and, and, and who you are at the core. So that's, that's awesome. Um, so you, you spoke a bit about your mom being an inspiration and then your father as well. Um, so can you also share a little bit about what happened in Paris and, and or what was that unique moment where you decided, okay, maybe I should focus on fashion and communications and branding as my, as my career? So um, all of that actually happened in Nigeria. Um, like I said, my master's is in communications in Paris. And um, to finish your degree, you have to do a six-month internship. So I was going to do it in Paris at an advertising agency called DDB. But then when I was doing my research with DDB, I found out that there was a DDB in Lagos, in Nigeria. So I figured why not um, do the internship at home instead of doing it out in Paris. So um, um, I moved back January 2014, and we have this Nigerian um, National Youth Service, NYSC, where we have to serve the country for a year. So I was able to do K2 Birds with One Stone while I was working in the advertising agency I was doing my NYSC. While doing that, when I was going to the NYSC camp um, and the NYSC um, stuff, girls were always coming up to me telling me they love my Instagram page. And back then, I probably had 4,000, 5,000 followers. But people were always coming up to me, asking me where my clothes were from, that they saved pictures, et cetera. And because I have a branding and a communications background, I think that was the moment I realized, like, okay, um, if people are looking at my Instagram page, perhaps I should take it more seriously, you know? And I was trying to figure out how to monetize it because back then, influencing wasn't really a thing per se. But then it was like people who just want to gift you clothes, etc. There was a platform in the U.S. called Like to Know It. So I was like, okay, why don't I um, create a Like to Know It in Nigeria? And for people who don't know what Like to Know It is, basically, I think it's an app whereby if you're following them or you're subscribed to them, if you like a post on Wanda, for example, say, oh, Wanda's shirt is from Zara, her pants are from Mango, her shoes are, you know, um, Banana Republic or whatever, and you can shop it, right? So I figured, why don't I do that here in Nigeria? But then um, the issue that came about was that all these brands in the U.S., like the Zaras, 
the H&Ms, they all have their own websites, they all have their own platforms, but these Nigerian brands didn't have platforms. Most of them just had stores or they just had stores or they had Instagram um, pages or WhatsApp numbers. So there was no platform. So that's why I was like, okay, I see there's a gap in the market. Um, I like to see, say to people that with both my businesses, the one thing I have in common is that I bridge the gap between people. So with the website, I was like, okay, let me bridge the gap between these Nigerian brands and their audiences worldwide. So that was the moment I started the website. And then with the agency is still around that same period. So I was still working at the advertising agency because I was getting popular. A lot of people were always reaching out to me like, oh, can you help me with my fashion brand? Can you do this for me? And I didn't have time because I was working at the agency. So I was like, okay, why don't I start my own agency whereby these services that we're offering to all these corporates, we can offer them to fashion and lifestyle brands who don't necessarily have the budget for it. So if I started um, the website, I think I started the agency in 2015 and I started the website in 2016. And then as the agency grew and grew, we started getting more corporate clients. So back to the kind of agency work I did when I worked in advertising. And while that was growing simultaneously, the website was growing, but the website kept having issues. So for example, we're having quality control issues. Someone would buy something and say, um, you know, what I got was not what, what I expected was not what I got. So. I thought I was getting a red dress, but a dress that came was burgundy. And so I shut down the website because I was like, you know, this is not my expertise. What I know is more communications. And so I focused on um, my agency from 2015 up to date till now, and that was growing. But then during COVID in 2020, all my friends were like, you know, they wish I had my website because if I had the website, they'd be able to shop. We're not going anywhere, but we could just be online, reach out to therapy and stuff. And so I was like, okay, if I'm kickstarting the website again in 2020, I need to learn from the previous mistakes and um, ensure I have a quality control team and show we have a good logistics team so we can ship worldwide and show we're stocking the right brands, et cetera. So the website kickstarted again in 2020. And yeah, I guess the rest is history. Wow. That's all I can say <laughs> it is is really wild. Like you're truly a, a boss and I love that you were able to learn from your mistakes and identify solutions so you can still, you know, meet your, your client's needs. Talk to me a little bit about where those key traits come from. Cause as yeah. a, as a young entrepreneur, that's always a common question. How do, how do I get, to where you are? I definitely think some traits came from home. Um, my parents run a car dealership. It's been running for about 36, 37 years. And it's, you know, um, it's been a very relevant um, car company, car dealership in Nigeria for the last 35 years. Um, I remember when I first started, my dad didn't really get what I was doing. And he just used to be like, look, if you're going to sell water, I need it to be the best water in the country. Like, I don't know how you're going to do it, but you need to figure out why you're doing this and what you're doing it for and make sure it's the best. And so for me, I started looking for my unique selling points with my website. I thought about it. Like there was not really a website that was specially curated by someone who liked fashion, you know, a lot of things or everything on my website, I probably own in my closet. So it was stuff that I actually like to wear. So I was like, okay, you know what, Zina, a lot of people always say, you know, they love the website because they feel like I'm doing their homework for them. They don't need to find all these random brands because somebody has found it for them. For me, I just kept trying to be innovative. I just kept trying to, you know, bridge that gap, find what the issue was, find how I can solve a problem. Same thing with my agency. I find that the agency does so well because I sit on both sides because when I'm talking to 
clients who um, are trying to talk to an audience. I'm probably someone in their audience too, you know, so I'm also an influencer. So when they say they want to engage influencers, I say, okay, as an influencer, this is what I expect from a brand. And then when I'm talking to the influencers on behalf of my clients, I know what my client wants as well. And so for me, um, what I always tell entrepreneurs is, you know, what's your why? Why are you doing this? What are you doing it for? If you're doing it for money, then it's probably not going to work. Um, a lot of times people say, oh, I, I want to be an influencer, you know, and I say, if that's what you want to be, then you're probably not going to be a successful one because you're just not finding the why it should be, there should be more to it. There should be, there should be some passion behind it. Okay. Why, why do you want to be an influencer? Granted, um, I'm really into skincare. I love skincare. I love educating people about um, taking care of their skin, et cetera. And because of this passion, I'm hoping to influence people. There has to be a reason be beneath it with anything you do. So for me, um, if in a month I look at um, our figures and I see we've made 10 million naira, or I see we've made 1 million naira, I've seen we made 100,000 naira, it doesn't make a difference to me. I'm just happy to be doing what I, I feel I should be doing. I'm just happy to be filling a gap. I'm happy to be answering a question. I'm happy to be helping somewhere. I think that that inspiration alone has helped push my business. And would you say your passion is what keeps you motivated when it does get tough? Because as a business owner, you know, you have those peaks and troughs. So what keeps you going? Would it be your passion or is there anything else that keeps you motivated? Yes, I think it's my passion. So like my friends all call me the plug. I'm the person who, if you need anything, you just call. And so I, I love the fact that people rely on me. I love the fact that I'm a solution provider. I love the fact that I can always help people out. And so that's what keeps me going with my business is like, granted, okay, um, times are tough or this is not going well, but I know people are coming to me for a reason. And that's what keeps me going. Nice. And a question that I'm sure you get often is what's a typical day like for you since you wear multiple hats and you're also doing your own thing, you're also influencing, how are you able to balance it all, number one, and then also what does a typical day look like for you? Okay, let me run you through today, which is a typical day in my um, world. So first thing, I'm up in the morning, I say my prayers, I go to the gym, back from the gym. On my drive back from the gym, I'm probably overwhelmed by emails. So I'm just source, sorting through my emails, um, you know, trying to figure out my day. I, I work very, very closely with my calendar. I can't function without my calendar. And so I have a lot of um, um, meetings, Zooms, um, projects then about 10 o'clock i speak to my teams so at 10 o'clock to like 10 30 i speak to the agency you know we map out whatever client work we have we map out if i have any clients to go visit any projects whatever we're doing once that's done i talk to the ozina.com team the ozina.com team is more fluid because it's an online business so um, i'm chatting with the team about the website stuff what needs to be done and then about 12 i focus on um, whatever agenda I have for the day. So for today, my agenda was um, the main thing. I had a blocked out shoot time from 12 to 3 because I had some influencer content work I had to do. And so um, I'm done with the content. I'm done with that. At 3 o'clock, I'm back talking to the agency to figure out, you know, what else is happening because we tend to be really busy. And then now I have this Zoom call. Once I'm done with um this i still have two more meetings today and then at about 5 5 30 i still talk to both teams to end the day and then when that's done um i try to have dinner with my mom try to be home between 7 7 30 have dinner with my mom when i'm done with that i go back to work and then about 10 11 
I try to shut down, but I find myself always being up at like one, two. And my web team is all the way in Bali, who are, so they're ahead of us. So I talk to the web team all night and then at like three or four, my like, crap, I need to sleep. And then I try to sleep and then I'm up again at seven to go to the gym. Oh, <laughs> that's basically that is a full schedule, Zena. I don't know how you're doing it because when I was listening, you said sleep, but then you said you woke up. So <laughs> I'm tired. I notice I'm tired and I fall asleep, but it's never really a full night's sleep. It's always like a nap. I find that whenever I sleep after work, it's just a nap. I don't feel like my brain is ready to just shut down yet. <laughs> oh my goodness. So it sounds like you get maybe maybe four to six hours of sleep. Most likely, yeah. Wow, that is impressive. When I have off days during the week, like public holidays or weekends, I'm in bed. Like I can be in bed for three days. So if it's a three-day weekend, I can spend all three days in bed and not move because wow. I believe that I work so hard, so I should have as much time off. So I can just be in bed eating, sleeping, eating, sleeping, um, catching up on Netflix or catching up on a show. So I think I'm on the extreme end of both sides. When I turn down, I turn down all the way. And then when I'm working, I'm working all the way. Wow. I mean, hey, it works for you. And you've been able to run two successful businesses. This is the this is the grind that's required to be, be Xena. So that more, more kudos to you for that. Um, so when you do kind of have the time to turn down what what's your go-to you, you mentioned netflix what are you currently binging right now so my favorite thing to watch actually is law and order i'm addicted to law and order special victims unit i'm obsessed i could watch old episodes i think one season 25 now but um that's what i watch a lot and then i'm a big football fan that or soccer i guess um, i'm a big arsenal fan so i watch a lot of football i didn't let go of that since high school so i watch a lot of football um, what was the last thing I watched on Netflix? I think I watched two Nigerian movies on Netflix over the weekend. What's that other show? The one by Mindy Kaling. Uh, oh, remember. Never Have I Ever. Never Have I Yeah, I finished that. Over, I binged that in one Very sitting weekends ago. Okay, nice, nice. And I'm sure you watched that that football match, but you may not want to talk about it, right? There was a... Was it Manchester? I don't really follow football. I don't want to talk about it. Yes, because <laughs> I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> All right. Not a problem. So we have about a minute left in the interview. So I would love to kind of dive right into the rapid fire, this or that questionnaire, so we can get to know you a little bit more on a personal level. How does that sound? Sure. Go for it. Sounds good. All right. So if you had to describe yourself with three words, what would they be? Funny, nonchalant, relaxed. If your friends had to describe you with three words, what would they be? Dramatic, funny, and um, re reliable. Afrobeats or hip hop? Afrobeat. Favorite musician? I have one. Uh, I, I'm, the, I'm not a music person, so nobody's even coming to mind right now. What's a must-have clothing item that everyone should own? A white shirt. Heels or sneakers? Heels. Favorite fashion trend of 2022? I say color block. Fashion trend you can live without? Crocs. 
Hey guys, technical difficulties. So that was part one. Here's part two. Audio is going to be a little different, but the content is just as sweet. Thanks for joining. What's your self-care routine? You know, just essentials. Get my nails done, get a massage, get my lashes done, get my hair done, get a facial. I just like people, you know, taking care of me. Warm weather or cold weather? Warm weather. Favorite vacation spot? The U.S. That's weird, right? But the U.S. is a vacation for me, so. Any particular spot in the U.S.? D.C. D.C. feels like home. When I'm in D.C., I'm relaxed. Well, yes. D.C. is great. Probably one of my favorite cities, too. Your fashion views? My mother. Favorite industry buzzword? Uh, slave. <laughs> <laughs> What's heavily played on your music playlist right now? Believe it or not, I do not own a music playlist, but right now I'm listening a lot to um, a musician called Asha Kerr. He has a song called Terminator. I played it like three or four times on my way to the gym this morning. Phone call or text message? Text, please. Three things you can't live without. My family, God, God, my family, and food. <laughs> What's your favorite holiday? Christmas. Christmas in the village or Christmas in Lagos? Christmas in the village, but we haven't done that in a while. The times are changing home, but Christmas in the village. And finally, what makes you smile the most? My family. Family. I'm very family oriented. Family makes me smile. Beautiful. So, Osina, Zina, before we wrap, I just wanted to give you an opportunity to impart additional wisdom, advice to inspiring entrepreneurs. You had mentioned some advice previously in, in the conversation, but is there anything else that you wanted to, to share with the audience? For me, I'd say just to stay consistent. A lot of people, especially entrepreneurs, always just, you know, flip-flop or change their mind or change directions. I feel like staying consistent over the years really helped my business. It really helped me. Um, in the part of me, I got a phone call from someone I hadn't spoken to um, maybe in a few years. Um, someone who tried to do business with me one time, but I guess it just never happened. I think COVID or something. And she called to me, you know, tried to have a meeting. And she was like, yeah, that she was having a brainstorming session. And um, she asked someone to recommend who to work with. And they were like, Zena's agency, TSC. And I was like, well, who, who said that? She told me the people. And the people who said it are people I don't know personally, but people I've heard of. But I feel like the reason why they recommended me is because I've stayed consistent with my work. And, you know, um, they, they see my work quite self. And so I think staying consistent is very important. Staying consistent helps you build your business, help you build a good reputation, and, you know, help you thrive. I couldn't agree anymore. Um, and then finally, how can people reach you? Um, the quickest way to reach me is email. My email address is me, M-E, at ozina.com. And then social media, but because social media gets rowdy, but I'd say email. Okay, and... Um, you also have ozina.com, so uh, the audience can continue to shop your your line there, right? Any new exciting things to, to be on the lookout for? 
Yeah, so every few days we try to add new stock to the website. Um, we, we sell majority Nigerian clothes, um, there's clothes from other countries as well, Ghana, we've introduced Benin, we're working on Senegal. So I guess whenever you go on the website, you can just find um, whatever you want and it's a takeaway. And we try to get Amazon vibes, so if you buy something on the website today, the state today's Tuesday, it'll probably be at your door by Thursday. Oh wow, so anywhere in the world, you guarantee two-day shipping? We, we have, um, my logistics team is hooked up with DHL, and DHL is about average since two hours. Oh, that's awesome. Okay, yeah, so you heard it here first. Definitely <laughs> go to ozina.com to get your, your, your merchandise and be the, the latest person, the hottest person on the gram. <laughs> Thank you so much, Lena, for your time today. Again, a pleasure to kind of get to know you a bit about your upbringing, your business trajectory, and what is in store for you in the future. Um, as you mentioned, you, you're very consistent and you're a go-getter, definitely a tra- trailblazer in the industry. And I can only, I can only imagine what is to come. So we'll continue to be on the lookout for more opportunities coming from you and we hope that you'll have the opportunity to connect with us in the future so we can see where you are and, and kind of learn a little bit more about how you got to wherever you're going so again thank you so much for your time appreciate it haven't already check out our merchandise on our brand new website justwinwithwanda.com we love reviews so remember to leave us one and subscribe today for information on podcast ads or sponsorship visit our website or email justwinwithwanda@gmail.com. at gmail.com we'll catch you on the next episode